the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From our perspective, it's the inequity of life. But from God's perspective, different story, as we'll find out. It just doesn't seem fair, does it? You look around with earthly eyes and you wonder, we follow after Jesus. Our lives should be successful, a testimony of God's greatness, yet we struggle. We go hand to mouth. And again, from an earthly perspective, we seem to be losing. Meanwhile, the wicked seem to prosper. Well, as we'll find out today, once we arrive to heaven, we will have found the price to really have been cheap enough. And the glories that await us far exceed anything you could even imagine here on this earth. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman, today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. He says here in verse 11 on down to 14, he says, and they say, how does God know? And is there knowledge in the most high? And what he's basically saying here, when you look at this, he's saying, does God see this? Does he know what's going on here? Is he perceiving what's going on? He says, Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase, he says, in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and chastened, he says, every morning. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain. Well, how in the world? Man, I'm doing right. Does God see this? Does he not know? Man, me doing good, it seems like it's worthless. Because these people that are Cursing God, speaking all kinds of detestable things about God, not living right. It seems like they're increasing in riches. And it seems like they have all the stuff. But here I am trying to live right. And I don't feel like it's happening for me. Does God know? Does God see? Maybe I'm doing this in vain. Maybe it's just worthless for me to do this. Now how in the world does she get a man? And that one. How did he find her? I know. How did they get that house? How in the world it seemed like here I am sick and they're healthy and they chain smokers. Can I preach it this morning, y'all? Can I talk about it, y'all? And so this is what goes through this ASAP. This is what's going through his mind. Does God see this? Does God know? 
And then he turns around and he says in verse 15, look at this, saints. 15 on to 17. He says, if I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until, look at your neighbor and tell him until, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their what? I understood their end. Woo! Woo! You start thinking about it and it becomes painful. Wow, is it, Lord? What is going on? And Asaph is saying this to himself. And then in the midst of this, he says, when I thought of how to understand this, it was too painful for me. He says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. You know, it's amazing how you find answers in the presence of God. If you want answers, if you really want to know, you find answers. And I love this. He said in the sanctuary of God. Now understand from a New Testimony, from a New Testament standpoint, the church is the sanctuary, the household of God. The church is the bride of Christ. The church is the ground and the pillar of the truth. The church is the body of Christ. Jesus Christ, when he cracks the sky, he's coming back for the church. He's coming to receive his bride. He's coming back. And we have to understand that he's building us a holy. He's making us a holy habitation and temple for himself. We are the house of God and the household of God. When we come together and we meet in this building, we're coming together as the household of God, as the church of God, as the scripture says, the family of God. And and understand, when we come together, what happens is we begin to fellowship around the things of God. When we gather together, there's an anointing here. The Holy Spirit is here. The power of God is here. The blessing of God is here. The release of his wisdom is in the house. And so I love Asaph. He said, I was, I was in pain. I was going through this. He said, and I, when I start to understand, he said, until I went into the house of God. This is why it's so important that people find a church home. Find a good church home that believes in preaching uh, an unadulterated the unadulterated truth of God's word. And in the midst of that, as we begin to gather together, God begins to give us understanding. He starts to open our eyes and illuminate us and cause us to see, well, wait a minute here. I'm looking at them prospering now, but let me stop here because better is an end of a thing than the beginning. I can't just look at how it looks now. This is something I say all the time. Let it play out. You let stuff play out and then you say, ah, aha, I see what happened. The devil will push you along and make you feel as though you got it all together for a season. And then when he's done using you, he'll begin to destroy your life. God will allow people to prosper for a while and it may seem good. But then when his justice and judgment kicks in, 
everything begins to crumble. And so we have to understand, saints, that when we're walking with God, that the answer that we need is in the house of God. He says, until I was in the sanctuary of God. Then that means that, yes, I can come before God and talk to God about things. And God is going to speak to me about things. But it's good to have confirmation from other people that also have the same witness. And there's revelation from the scripture. Ah, this is the reason why I love Pastor James Davis. Because I didn't know. But then he, t- he, t- he taught me. He helped me to see. That came out of the house of God. That came out of the sanctuary of God. That came from the men and women of God who had gone before me and were able to say, okay, this is what you're looking at. And this is what Asaph is saying. I found my answers. I found my answers in the sanctuary. We find our answers around the people of God. We find our answers in prayer. We find our answers by getting around people who have gone down the road who can show us, just like I'm doing now. Don't worry about what it looks like the wicked is doing. Just stay focused. Because it's the end that's going to speak to you. Can I have an amen, y'all? And he says here, look, let's look at verses 18 on down to 20. He says, surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation. He says in a what? In a moment. He says, he says in a moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors. He says here, and I like this. Look at this here. He says, as a dream when one awakes, so Lord When you awake, you shall despise, he says, their image. And I wrote this down as I was thinking about this. You can have everything. And in a moment have nothing. You can have everything, saints. And if you think your life is just your stuff, you can have everything and have nothing in a moment. You can have nothing in a moment. That's why, praise God for stuff. But stuff isn't your life. And when you die. And when you die. None of your stuff is going with you. Enjoy it. Be blessed. Be grateful. Thank God. But always keep in mind. That your house is not going with you. None of your money, no money, no amount of money you have in your bank is going with you to heaven. It's not. Nothing. All your shoes. And I got a lot of them. But I look at them sometimes and I love them. I'm, oh man, I love my shoes. But you're not going with me. Now, you may wear them in the casket, but they're still not going with you. (laughs) They can fill your casket up with all your shoes. (laughs) They're going to the box and it's going to the grave. Can I have an amen? All your stuff is not going. They're going to dress you up real nice. You're going to look cute. You're going to look so handsome. (laughs) 
But when they, if we dug up your grave after 30 years, your stuff would be tore up in the box. Can I have an amen, y'all? We're not taking the stuff. Look at your neighbor and tell them we're not taking the stuff. We're not. You can have everything and have nothing in a moment. We enjoy our stuff. Now, Lord, I wouldn't mind some more stuff too. I'm just saying. I get it. The stuff is in our life. And when we, when we start looking at people who have the stuff and we start envying them as the people of God, then we're going to start slipping. We're going to start stumbling. And we have to be reminded once again that we have to get together in the house of God and get our answer so it brings a sense of peace back to our lives that, wait a minute, God's got all this. He's got all this. Can I have an amen, y'all? Look at verses 21 on down to 22. This is beautiful. He says, thus my heart was grieved. And I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. And I was like a beast before you. Think about this, saints. He says, thus my heart was grieved and I was vexed. He's talking about, I got my answers from the house of God. And I, God showed me what really is going on. And man, I was ignorant. Why was I slipping? Why was I tripping? Why was I stumbling? Now I feel grieved. And my mind, I'm vexed within because look what he says, y'all. He says, thus my heart was grieved and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. He was uh, embarrassed as he thought about it. That's what he's saying. I got before God. I'm like, God, I feel embarrassed now. Why was I envying that person? Do I really want the path that they're on when I think about it come on y'all stay with me y'all do I really want the path that they're on that's going to provide temporary satisfaction but not give me true peace he says he was vexed he said here he understood that it was foolish for him to think that way and it was ignorance he says, I was like a beast before you. And some of us, we, we need that sting of, man, why am I trying to get with this? And now I feel bad because God told me. And some of them, I'm talking to you all right now, and I'm preaching this to myself. And people in this room, I know, you're thinking, man, that's me. I feel bad because I was. I didn't understand it. It's not the stuff. Look what he says. In verse 23, nevertheless, <laughs> I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with 
your counsel. And afterwards, receive me, he says, to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart. And my portion, he says, forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who, des- who desert you for harlotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. Mm-mm-mm. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Can I have an amen in this place? Look at this, saints. He says here in verse 24, You will guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. God is taking me on this journey and he has counsel for me all along the way. And my path is not your path. What I'm going, we may be headed to the same destination, but the route in which we're taking may be different. And But along the road, God's given me counsel so that I can stay in the path because ultimately God wants me to be received up in the glory. God's not just thinking just about your life here. He's also preparing you for where you're going. Can I have an amen? And that is the ultimate goal. Give me counsel that keeps me in line with you so that I reach my ultimate goal, which is to be received up into glory. And then ultimately to have you along the way the whole time. This is what we want when we're walking with God. And then he says here in verse 25, whom have I in heaven? He says, but you. Whom have I heaven but you? Think about this, saints. When we get to heaven, God's going to give us, he's, we're going to have a crown of righteousness. We're going to have a, a crown of, and all those things are blessed. But the ultimate deal is we're going to be with God. The, that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate, that I'm going to be with God forever. I don't have to worry about all this stuff. I don't have to think, you don't have to, just think about this. Just think about the reality of this, saints. That when you stand before God, when you go into the presence of God, and when you're with God, there's not going to be any more pain. There's no sickness. You're not going to have to pay taxes. Whew, praise Him. <laughs> You have to think about this. Then when you start thinking about the reality, whom have I at heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth, now look at this, that I desire besides you. Now, I got heaven's perspective right, but do I have earth's perspective? That my life is still all about God. It's still all about God. And I'm on this planet so that I would develop my relationship with God and there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. You become my ultimate pursuit, God. Not stuff. Not this. 
Not that, that God, you become my ultimate pursuit, that I desire you. I'm longing for you. I want to get to know you. I want to be more intimate with you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to begin to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want you to hold my hand and I want you to walk me through this life and give me counsel when I need counsel because sometimes I don't understand anything and I'm confused. I don't get it, but now I get it because you're holding my, whoo, can I have an amen up in here in this place? Now I'm starting to get it because you're holding my hand. And we get this perspective, it frees us from jealousy and envy and a desire to have what the world has. Why would we desire the world when we're, the master of the universe is holding us and walking us through life and he's walking with us every day? What a blessing. And he says here, he says, my flesh, look at verse 26, and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. My, oh, oh my goodness. Your flesh is going to tell you you're missing out on something. Your body is going to, your body, your body which is, which is bound, is earthbound, is going to tell you, and your flesh is going to tell you, look, you don't need to go to church. This is not working out for you. You've been praying. It's not happening. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. When God becomes your portion, saints, and he becomes your pursuit, everything else is good, but it's not, it's not great. Pastor Kaufman, how in the world did you walk away from $3 million dollars? A year. How did you do that? Because that's not my pursuit. And I'm not just saying that. I did it. You, you know what I'm saying? At some point in time, the, the, it's not that. It's, I just want to know God. And if I could just have more of God, God's going to bless. We get that. But, but that's not your pursuit. When, you, when you're willing to walk away from stuff, that's when you show where you're really headed. It's not, it's not that. And, and, and I'm not against money. But what's your portion? Is God truly your portion? He says here, and we're going to close. He says, for indeed, those who are, are far off from you, he says she'll perish. Stop worrying about what's going on with everybody else. If they don't get right with God, you know the destination, unfortunately. You have destroyed all those who desert you for holotry. Then that's another thing. We as a church, hear me, saints, the body of Christ in general, we've got to stop cheating on God. With the world. We just deserted God. And said, well, these guys are going to help us to do it. We're going to grab a big crowd. Instead of saying, no, God. God often will take you down the slower path. But it's the path that's going to ultimately lead to abundance and blessing in your life. The devil always wants to try to give you a quick fix. 
He wants it to be quick. And we have to understand that sometimes walking with God, it takes more time, but you're going to get there and you're going to be safe and you're going to be sustained. Can I have an amen, y'all? But people are just gone down the road of a harlot and the church, the Bible in the book of Revelation speaks about the great harlot church that's riding on the beast that loves all the phylactery and stuff and is not hanging on to Jesus and his every word. We want to be the kind of people, but I love Asaph. He says, you have destroyed all those who who desert you for harlotry, but it is good for me to draw near to God. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing. 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. 